0: Drive-by Cinema Three nachos
1: and a foaming thermos of fun Hello and welcome, this is episode 39 of Drive-by Cinema The lockdown movie watching podcast where we watch the movies so you don't have to with me <laughs> is my co-host Paul Hello everybody and
0: uh, also who's, who's here with us this week Richard? We have
1: special guest Longtime friend and sometime listener, Jacob. Hello. <laughs> welcome. hello, thank welcome, you. Jacob. Now, Jacob, do you have anything to pull us up on on um, films that we have been reviewing that you've been thinking we got wrong?
2: The, uh, from the ones I've listened to, I've agreed with most of it. I, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't all in on your deep reviled hatred of uh, <laughs> Arrival. You really didn't seem to like that movie at all.
1: Yeah, that's because. It treated the scientist, the physicist, the hard scientist, as some kind of idiot, <laughs> while the linguist just did all of the things she said you shouldn't do anyway. And she's
2: somehow <laughs> the hero.
0: And it also it took the Sapir Wharf hypothesis
2: and threw it around
0: like a frisbee. You know, which so. which one's
2: the Sophia Wharf? Oh, oh. It's the idea the, that the you make your world thought. Yes. Yes. You make your world with your words. I don't remember a whole ton about it, which isn't a good sign for it being a good movie. But I do remember having a braingasm at the end, where it where it brought in a big idea, right? Of uh, it being time being a fourth dimension and all that, and she was now experiencing time in a different way because she could had a new language because she learned a language. It's Denis Villeneuve, isn't it? The the guy doing the new Dune movie
1: that oh well there you go and the new dune movie it does look good i've seen the trailer several hundred times yeah yeah
2: <laughs>
1: paul's quite keen
2: on it i think did you like the old one did you like the lynch one
1: well you listened
2: to our podcast no you didn't, you didn't. I, I i missed your lynch but po- i should i should listen to your Dune podcast
1: we did like it yes
2: actually no i tell a lie i did listen to it <laughs> i'm really bad at this <laughs>
1: it's, it's classic lynch though isn't it what can you say Yes. It's an unfilmable book given to a man who makes sort of unfilmable movies. (laughs) Some people would say unwatchable movies. Some people.
2: Well, I was just going to say, I'm a big fan. He'd just done The Elephant Man just before. I think that was literally the previous movie. So he was an up and coming guy. And The Elephant Man, I think we'll all agree, is pretty sane for a David Lynch movie. It's got a beginning, middle, and an end.
0: Yeah. I I never knew it was a David Lynch movie.
2: It is. He made Eraserhead. I'm a David Lynch fan. This is why I do this stuff. But he made a razor head, which is very strange. I've never seen a razor head. And Mel Brooks, uh, the American comedian, went went to see it. on um, The possibility that... Because he was interested in making The Elephant Man. He came out and Mel Brooks went, He's Jimmy Stewart from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Mel Brooks' assessment. Uh, and then he he figured that he'd be good to make The Elephant Man. And he did. And so he was this up-and-coming guy, made a first movie, made his next movie for Mel Brooks. It was very successful. And then he did that, which wow. is Doom.
0: I mean, A Razorhead is completely, completely bonkers.
1: I don't remember much about it. It's kind of... It, it's They're very sort haunting. of eating
0: little baby... Genetically engineered mm. chickens under, living in a shack underneath a nuclear power station.
1: <laughs> Aren't we all though? Somehow, it's, I mean, you Yeah, I mean, it's it, very sort of
0: like else. you know, TV dinners gone to the power of gone to the power of crazy. You know, it's it's interesting, but it's. I mean, it's full of ideas. A Razorhead. I seem to remember.
2: Like I say, I haven't seen it, but I did. I watched Mel Brooks talk about it, and he said Mel Brooks said it was about. He saw perfectly. It was about a young man's fear of commitment. And from what little I know, it's like uh, a young guy goes to have dinner with his girlfriend's family or something, right, and the chicken yeah, comes yeah. alive and That's some other right, weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> have
1: you seen Lynch's sitcom, or whatever it is, called Rabbits?
2: No! That's the first I've heard of it. This sounds really exciting. Please, this is don't, a sitcom. I thought you we were going to say Twin
0: Peaks. <laughs> it will give you nightmares. Rabbits. It's available on
1: YouTube, I think, called Rabbits.
0: Sitcom is, is, is a very, very warm and welcoming term for what is just I mean, media it, it, violence it's violent it's, it's it's attacking your brain I mean it has canned laughter
1: it's set in a you know suburban house or apartment this sounds amazing <laughs> it's,
2: already...
0: it's disturbing I, I, I never felt I never felt quite right afterwards so <laughs>
2: It's
1: well, broken. you should definitely check that out, uh, Jacob. You'll enjoy that. I will. I will. Uh, also, he's done. Didn't David Lynch do a series of weather forecasts where he read the weather? Out? Th- this I huh? don't know either. Okay, I think I think he was doing it daily for a, a while. <laughs>
0: Does this mean that actually you're a closet David Lynch fan, Richard? All this? Or you I, you I don't just know. Just know if you have too much time. time in hands
1: and... I, I. I just you know. Occasionally check in on what David Lynch is doing. Well I know Although you're I used to be
0: a big Twin Peaks fan, yeah? But...
1: I used to be, yeah. I haven't seen the new Twin Peaks really. No. But... no, neither have I. Yeah, I did used to watch Twin Peaks. It was event viewing, wasn't it, in the era where yeah. there Towards, were only yeah. four channels and everyone had seen the same thing the night before.
0: X Files X Files was only on for half a year, so so anything. I didn't I did
1: not like the X Files.
0: So anyway, to get back to Arrival, I think yes. essentially the problem is I I had a big argument with a friend of the week about her children. I was looking at <laughs> Safe
1: territory. Uh, that,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, I mean, you're never going to win with a, with, a, with, a, with a parent when you're talking about their kids. But she, she asked me to look after the kids while she fell asleep, actually. You know, she's got three of them, and they're at that age where they're just jumping off the furniture. And we're taking them to the beach to try and sort of wear them out, it doesn't work. This idea that you let kids run around, that they calm down, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Besides, I'd accidentally fed them a whole bar of Kendall mint cake each. Ah. <laughs> <It's> pure sugar. <laughs> did, well, with lots of sort of peppermint oil in it as well. So, might be calm. <laughs> we don't know. But any, in any case, they were bouncing off the sandwiches and bouncing off the walls afterwards. So then, I, you know, I gave them some Lego. I gave, took them to their, their bedroom. They started doing their Lego. And I said the hard sciences were like Lego. And uh, right. she's she's uh, a, a, a social psychologist. And I said, you know, the soft sciences are like like Play-Doh or plasticine. Play-Doh. You know, to which of course you would. It's was, an obvious uh, analogy, yeah. Yeah, I, I, from a hard scientist' view, and I, what? I, how could that possibly be taken as being insulting? But somehow it was insulting. I don't know how. And she said, "No, no, 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 no." The social sciences are more like stickle bricks. Do you remember stickle bricks?
1: I do remember stickle. Yes. They're like
0: Lego, but you, they, you, you, they're like they're like Lego, but with hairbrushes on either side, and the hairbrushes sort of interconnect.
2: Yeah, there's a lot more options. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, so I think the problem with Arrival was it wasn't stickle brick enough. It was too Play for my type.
2: I think you might have gotten lost your own me- metaphor there somewhere.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's usually what I did.
2: The thing is, we did Arrival in a, only
1: a few short sentences because it was part of our episode one's extravaganza where we covered seven films. But no, I, I couldn't do it again.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, I think your complaints were valid. I think I tend to forgive science fiction an awful lot because i really like science fiction like whatever yeah if it's good you forgive it did you watch
1: passengers which we reviewed the other week no I mean, there's plenty of bad science in there but it had an interesting story so i think we kind of gave it a pass although it's it's amusing to note where it went wrong
2: yeah there wasn't much of a story in arrival aliens turn up they make some coffee cup stains they leave (laughs) (laughs) on some plastic yeah
1: I know we're all putting off the moment where we have to start talking <laughs> about this week's film. Well,
0: sorry, can I just say we haven't we haven't mourned the passing of Prince Princess? What's he called? Princess Philip? Prince Philip? Sorry.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Paul, well, you're basically committing treason. <laughs> well, in the form there's of a, a song, podcast. isn't there?
0: It's called "Pass the Duchy on the Left Hand Side." Isn't there a song for this moment?
1: <laughs> Has anybody ever seen Prince Charles's model village in Devon or Dorset or somewhere? Dorset, isn't it? Mm. Poundbury. Poundbury, yeah. Have you seen it, Paul? Do you you know of it? What do you know? Tell us. Well, you
0: know, I'm a fan of talking about working gauge and its infrastructural gauge.
1: Oh, yeah. Does it have a railway line?
0: (laughs) No. No. We'll get back onto Lego soon. Legoland, if we're not careful. But, look, I mean, yes. hmm. What do you want me to say about it? Positive or negative?
2: Is it anything like (laughs) Poundland?
0: If you like like postmodernist Neo-Georgian fascia, then maybe. This
1: is it, you know. Prince, Prince Charles has a real bee in his bonnet about modern architecture, doesn't he? He doesn't like modernism. It, in a way, it, I suppose, like you, Paul, you, he wouldn't like the concrete wall in Piccadilly Gardens, would he?
0: Hey, I never said that. I said it was a particularly mediocre example of his work, Richard.
1: You and Prince Charles, you like that? No. But anyway, so. <laughs> I, I'm not the people in Manchester who knocked it down. It's not completely knocked down. I, I was checking it only the other day for the first time in months and it part of it is still there. The part of it with buildings attached to it.
0: But yeah, Poundbury. So so I was looking at Poundbury. It's it's gonna grow to be an averagely small town of fifteen or twenty thousand people eventually. Now it's a very small town of five or ten thousand people.
1: Six thousand, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like if you could build if you could build willy-nilly in the Lake District, uh sort of new builds it's what the Lake District would look like if you're allowed to build on the Lake District now, kind of thing. Upmarket you say new birth. builds.
1: You say new builds, but it, everything in the place has to Looks. be designed. Precisely. It's got a special yeah. style guide.
0: Like Beatrix Potter has, has a sort of, uh, you know, said yes to it
1: all kind of thing is what I'm trying to get across. You know, it's like it's awful. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those towns in China that are built to look like they English towns.
0: Yeah, it's a hypertopia, isn't it? I think it's a town
1: for it. Yeah,
0: uh, it's Disneyland, really. But I think it was described as being aggressive, brainless, and, and authoritarian by some architectural review. So something. Well, like, I yeah, expected to it to
1: be roundly like criticised, but apparently, because of the way that you're, they're forced to integrate industry and businesses and commercial and shops with the residential, mm. it's actually quite a nice. And popular place to live because everyone can just walk to work and drop the kids off at the nursery and then go shop shopping on the way home. Yeah, and they don't need the cars. But actually, there's no road signs and there's no parking charges. I think you can park anywhere, no. and everyone seems to like living there. But it, it looks awful. Yeah,
2: why were they forced to build everything? To build the commercial and the industrial and the because Prince Charles owns everything. So. so. Um. Because
0: he says so, basically, I think. Is that right,
1: Richard? I don't know. That was just their stipulation, Jacob. I don't know. I think they're they trying to build the 70-meter rule. So stuff changes every 70 meters so that cars can't go too fast. Uh, like. the, the road does stuff. By that, what we mean is, like, buildings will just jut out into the road. Or there'll be a weird, like, Mini roundabout or a little like car park will just appear in the middle of the road. It's indescribable. Ah. I, do a Google Maps, uh, what do they call it when you just look at places? You know, Google. Google.
2: Yeah, know Google, a Google Goggle. A Google yeah, Google Goggle. Google, Google, Google. Google or whatever. A map called.
0: curve. Do a map curve on it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so it's kind of like the negative space of Skelmersdale, isn't it? Because Skelmersdale is all about your yeah, sort of bypasses to pods and pods and pods. It's just, there's just no connect. You can't feel the connection in Skelmersdale. It's like Milton Keynes taken to a ridiculous level. Whereas Poundbury is all about the it, algorithmic intimacy of, of human, sp- human in space, isn't it, really? It's like, it's it, it pretends to be like a hovis advert village, but it's not really. It's all just done by numbers, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's all, and all the buildings are steel built with cladding on them. You know, so they mm. use the highest technology, but they're designed to look old-fashioned. That must feel a little creepy, surely. Yeah, it is yeah, a bit like <laughs> it, is. it must be like living in Port Merion as well, come to think of it, where well, The Prisoner was
2: filmed. I was going to say The Prisoner. sounds It sounds, <laughs> yeah. like, it sounds <laughs> uh, disturbing, yeah. but convenient. It also sounds convenient. Apparently living near the shops and where you work is convenient.
0: I think that's true. But isn't this called in a city, usually? You know, I mean...
2: You, I, yes, you could live in a city.
0: <laughs> so, so, like, for me, it's like, I'm interested in Gage and how and how code and regulations sort of define the way that people have the freedom to develop or not develop their, their towns and spaces. For me, a, a Prince Charles' idea of architecture is like, he's got this thing about not having tall buildings because tall buildings are not somehow intimate you see so poundbury is particular in, in that in that sense that it does have three story but i don't think it has any four four story buildings i put maybe part of the clock tower or whatever it's
1: very strange. Yeah no they 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 built a big building i think
0: one big building and also prince charles i know designed the fire station there because i was looking at it on youtube <laughs> four, four months ago and it's sort of like an old saxon hall kind of thing It's it's, It's, a traditional fire station Traditional fire station from 600 AD kind of thing So it's all, wow, it's it's trippy, you know, the whole place is quite trippy
2: Fun place to visit, sounds like Uh, Definitely, yeah Although people presumably would know immediately you weren't from around there (laughs) Uh, Because you were quailing in fear because you always live among the big building people (laughs) Big building people, yeah. You're from the big building place, and so your heart isn't pumping right. Okay, it's time
1: for the music, which will bring us into the discussion of the Phoenix Incident, which we haven't mentioned so far, which just goes to show you. Here we go. (laughs) Paul, this was your dumb idea.
0: (laughs) Explain yourself. Sorry, why was why did I ask us to watch the Phoenix incident?
1: I know why. Probably it was free,
0: and I was in prime. Potentially, (laughs) I don't know why did I, Richard. Can you guess?
1: Well, I'm going to use one of my favourite phrases, aren't I? It is a found footage movie, right? Uh. What's the story, Morning Glory? Turkey, 1995. Yes. Uh, I don't know why Turkey,
0: 1995. Oh, sorry. i remember now exactly how fun this movie was. Yeah, they're fighting unknown forces, by which I think oh. they mean it's a euphemism for aliens.
2: If it's a euphemism for anything, it's a euphemism for Muslims. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it? <there>? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you see the American army stopping about, do you know what I mean? Turkey, <laughs> Iran. It's like, okay. But that's right. <laughs>
0: There are 57 incidents around the world of these unknown forces. And it's all sort of done through green, nightlight, fluorescent sort of uh, night scoping. I don't night know why. Vision. 1995, it was a thing. And yeah, so that's, that's the backstory here. NATO are brought in enemy invasion forces will reach populated areas within two years. Now, at this point, we've seen some footage where they're coming in aerially, yeah? So these aliens are landing in desert areas, and then they're going to walk within two years, to populated areas. Why couldn't they just... Like, this for me was the funniest moment. It's like five minutes. It's like, what? How fucking stupid are these advanced aliens? Like, can they not just land their spaceships in the city? What's going on here? Can anybody explain that to me?
1: You can never find parking in the city, can you? True, true. It's a nightmare.
0: But in any case, although they could fly into the cities, they're not going to do that. They're going to fly to the desert and then weighed their way in within two years so at least we've got forewarning that they're arriving and uh, yeah so there are aliens that's it really Uh, they're coming for us except at the time they didn't dare tell the populace that they were aliens and essentially this movie is an exposition of the cover up and also some of the alien footage of how aliens came, but none of us were told about it, I
1: think is supposed
0: to be the idea of this movie, Richard.
1: But that's got nothing to do with what most of the movie is about, does it? Isn't it mostly about these four guys on quad bikes?
0: Yeah, but <laughs> we're following them, Richard, to find out why their footage has been suppressed.
1: Suppressed, right.
0: There's a reason they're carrying having, ca- ca- carrying footage, is because they went in quad bikes to do like a jackass kind of movie kind of thing. Because they're ex military kind of. Are they? Jarheads, Are they? aren't they? Something like that?
2: One of them. Is that is. what they were? At one least. of them oh, right. yeah. At least one of them, possibly two. He's,
0: he's an ex jarhead kind of thing, you know, funs and japes. Let's go in quad bites and do some stunts in the desert, as you do. And let's do it with our video camera or whatever. The, the 1995 equivalent of GoPro, yeah? That's the whole backstory, which is they're going in there. By accident, they meet the aliens. Although it's not a surprise because for two years, they've been slowly advancing <laughs> on the city. And uh, well, this is the point. It's all been suppressed, you see. So they didn't know about it. It's all a big surprise. And like one of them dies or two of them die. I don't know how many die.
1: All of them die,
0: don't they? All of they're them all die. Missing. There's, there's a crazy guy in the desert who's been charged with their murder. Is it a cover-up? Isn't it a cover-up? Ooh, and why was it
1: all suppressed? It's all coming out now in this movie, and we find out. So most of this movie is presented as if it's a documentary about this missing persons case. (laughs) And, And so you get interviews with people who were supposedly part of the investigation or families of the missing people, and they're talking about things like, oh, you know, well, there were no, we couldn't find the bodies, but they did find bones, which is sort of finding bodies, isn't it? And, and you know, what happened and the people they interviewed. And that's all intercut with this footage, isn't it? Is that what's happening?
2: Yeah. I personally struggled with, OK, so we didn't find the bodies. What was it? It's a bit of an investigation but we've already got told in the beginning they told us it's aliens at the yes. beginning this is there yeah yeah that's a mistake right there like you can't have investigation some guy saying that weren't no bear but like in the beginning they show you it's aliens
1: yeah because every time someone says that you're thinking no that's right it was aliens <laughs> yes and there, you see, it was... was it aliens? And then
0: the second question was it a cover up. Well, it's spoiled also because if we know it's aliens, then we know, therefore, it's a cover up. So I think you're right. Both central questions that were posed to the audience at the beginning of the movie—just, I mean, there's no reason for them to be there, is there? But yeah, it was found footage. It was news footage. It was documentary interviews, and it was handheld shaky cam camcorder cams. Uh, and that oh was boy, the was it was, shaky!
1: That was when <laughs> they, where they were, were
0: headed into the desert. For their, hij- for their young man hijinks on their quad bikes. I guess quad bikes were quite a new thing at the time, weren't they? I don't know about that. They're, they're Recreational not, quad
1: bikes. There weren't a new thing when it was filmed, which was... 2015. Was mm. yeah. There's a guy around here who has a quad bike for some reason. I don't know why. But he gets it out occasionally. And there are people who do rip up and down the council estates, obviously, on quad bikes. They're yeah. really noisy. They are.
0: That's because they're designed for farmers' fields, aren't they? And alien attack. <laughs> now, apparently there are 257 missing people, but I don't know where. It's just in
1: my notes. Well, that's why they're missing, Paul. If you knew where they were, then, then you, and you wouldn't be
0: missing. At, at so. some point, they, they they hop off their quad bikes with the camera on, and one of them is pissing in the desert. And the other, he's going like, is this gay? Well, no, pissing in the desert is not gay. <laughs> is this like a timestamp to show that it's 1995? Just ridiculous attitudes towards... Towards, towards homosexual identity
2: or what I mean it, it's bags. not gay it's just bad filmmaking I, I feel like there were serious tonal problems as well like yeah. um it aliens right they tell us it's aliens <laughs> and now here's some goofy people peeing in the desert yeah and we, we have to care about them because we found the footage and we're tracing where they were but also, it's fucking aliens. I, I, I don't it can't care. You it's, it's, it's it can at some about them. Yeah, at some point, this is like it's a failure of public safety. That was like the angle of the investigation. Yes. Yeah. But it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're just not doing enough, Jacob, to keep us safe, are they? Yeah, like these poor boys, what a terrible accident.
1: <laughs> the thing is, you can't care for them because you don't know who they are. I mean, if I asked you to name the four guys, uh, yeah. you've written it down, have you? No. That's cool.
2: <laughs> but they try. I noticed them trying. There were some feels. Occasionally they were drinking somewhere and somebody There was one guy this. who I could pick out in a lineup because he was wearing a Union Jack shirt.
1: Oh. And he's the only one who was any... Oh, and the guy who was the cameraman who was never on camera anyway, because mm. he always had a helmet on with a camera attached to it. The others, I couldn't tell you apart. I couldn't tell them apart. They were just... They were complete ciphers, weren't they? Just I think one's brothers. called Mitch.
2: Mitch, i go with Mitch, yeah. I couldn't tell you which one was Mitch. Mitch sounds army-ish. Mitch from the army? Could have been the army guy.
0: They're riding the coattails of, well, they're riding the tails, at least, of the Halle-Bopp comet from 1997, is that right? There's a comet appearing around Earth at some they point. They
1: mention yeah. that, don't they? do, do yeah. They, yeah. they mention that? And and the tro- and the, 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 they've
0: got a telescope, and I'm like, oh, God, there's something weird in the in the trail of that comet. Could it be an alien vessel? Well, surprise, surprise! It is, and it's going to jump off the tail of the comet and, and invade Earth. So
1: the guy who made this film, Keith Aram. Well done, Keith. And his career up to this point, I think, was making video games. Wow. So I presume what he was doing, and it all, they're all A- sort of A, triple A titles. I think what he was presumably doing was he was the director on the cutscenes for like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Wow. Which makes a lot of sense. That does make sense. <laughs> because narratively,
0: they do have to be focused and kind of have some sort of narrative continuity for about two minutes, don't let the cutscenes.
1: That's right.
2: <laughs> yes. From my notes, by the way, I think that this is the point where the movie starts to go downhill.
1: <laughs> which Which point? <laughs> <laughs> when you started writing <laughs> when you wrote the, the phoenix incident
2: <laughs> well it's 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 definitely not going well but then they start to throw their own conventions out the window a little bit. Yeah. so suddenly mm. they start having music and suddenly they start having when when this is after there's been a crash landing right that's the next plot point I don't want to skip over that the the aliens crash. We're out there in the desert with the lads.
1: What happens is, we should just explain, they they all (laughs) decide to go out into the desert on quad bikes. Mm. I'm not really sure why, but they're driving trucks. Presumably they've got quad bikes and trailers. I don't think we saw that, did we? That's Mitchell's mates, yeah? And And they see all these US planes, these army, you know, Air Force planes flying over in the desert as if they're on an exercise or something.
0: Somebody else sees those two. There's a crazy man in the desert who lives there with a beard.
1: His name is Gason, yeah? They crash the truck, not really explained why, or does it just stop?
2: I think it just, the engine blows up.
1: It just uh, blows up, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. The army's rocking about as well, so I thought it was a landmine briefly, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really very well explained. But they all end up out of the truck anyway, and they can't repair it. And so then what happens? Do they get on the bikes and start? <laughs> Something happens. They see these planes flying around, and they all seem to be fighting this like black triangular thing in the sky. And at some point during the fight, <laughs> the black triangular thing crashes, crashes into a mountain. On a mountainside. Yeah, and they're all going, oh no, they think it's in the wrong place. And they decide the best thing they can do is jump on their quad bikes and go towards the crashed alien spaceship for some reason. They don't know it's aliens, do they?
2: No, they Could think it's anything. American.
0: Yeah, they think it's like an F-47 research plane or something. <laughs> But the, we're, yeah, we're watching this enough. in a time shifted way. We're not with them temporally. So then we cut to Gason, who's the guy who's been interviewed, for ha- be, having been suspected of murdering all these people. And then he goes to his rabid kind of crazy man, wild-eyed mode, and says, you know, these aliens, they come, they take, they feed. Which I think was supposed to be a classic line in the movie, but wasn't really.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's the poll
0: quote for the movie poster. But then... That he sort of, you know, does a hand bang on the table, a fist bang, and says, "It's a fucking invasion." Yeah. So I think it, that was supposed to be a dramatic moment that just got lost.
2: He had a few of those. There's another one that I marked down here that says, "I wasn't the real monster." So, <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> so mean, yeah, he's he's supposed to be saying very portentous things, isn't he? But he's kind of lost yeah. in the fact that it's all time shifted and part of part of what is a retrospective view on, on what we know is already finished kind of thing. Yeah. So it doesn't it's really work, aliens! does it? We know, yes, it was so, so, so. Why the drama
1: now? Night falls while they're on this hillside. Yes, and the alien comes out of the ship and starts chasing them, and they run away to this deserted town. Is it like um, is it like is it like a combat training town where there's nothing there? But you know, they're not. I don't
2: know. No, isn't it crazy? Del- desert dwe- dwelling psychopath, suspected murderer, um, prepper guy lives. That's, yes, it's he lives there, house. But that's surely not why
1: that... Because there was more than one house, wasn't there? Or was I imagining that?
2: But that's that's how crazy prepper desert-dwelling psycho murderers... That's how they live. They have compounds. Ah, with multiple electrons. buildings. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, shed that, for guns. checks out. Other shed for other guns. <laughs> so, so the rest
1: of the movie plays out partly more shaky cam. There's so much shaky cam stuff going on. They overdo it, right? I mean, I know they're trying to maintain a found footage ambience, but for goodness sake, <laughs> just point the camera steady for a moment. <laughs> and then you also get a lot of shots from the point of view of military kind of surveillance, looking from a drone shot or something. It wouldn't be a drone, yes. would it, in the 90s? But it'd be some kind of yeah, heat vision, helicopter video. Yeah, Black right. and white, yeah. And obviously these four guys, these four dudes get hunted down by the alien. Over the course of the rest of the movie, however long it was, another three hours or something.
2: You really don't remember much of (laughs) what's going on. To you, this film is like an hour and ten minutes long. It's really not that long, but it is very bad. But then
0: we get a pointless (laughs) plot thickener. You know, they add some potato starch in, which is Operation Snowbridge. This is Snowbridge. Yeah, Operation Snowbridge is they tell the popular Snowbird. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> they that's tell the okay. populace on the relevant kind of traditional media at the time, i.e., the TV, that uh, that the, there is an alien invasion, but it's a contained one, and it's all mocked up in the sky as a smokescreen to the real alien invasion that's happening in the rest of the world.
1: Wait, what? Fuck, that's clever, isn't it? Covering yes. up an alien invasion with an alien with an
0: invasion. With an alien invasion, you see. Not to draw attention to alien invasions in any shape whatsoever. So that was weird. And then there's a, you know a cut to one of these sort of documentary interviews with, with a colonel, ranking colonel, who suggests that the disappearances were all included in Party 2, the real dogfight that was happening behind the scenes with the real aliens. Now, what all that was about I just don't know. It just added another level of nonsense to the whole thing, didn't it? So there we go. But I was watching carefully. And, and yeah, more nonsense, really.
1: We can hear that you took copious notes,
2: Paul. <laughs> 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 I did get a bit... When when they got inside the crazy desert man's compound, I got a little bit... They, they abandoned their own trope. So it suddenly stopped being fan footage out of nowhere. It yeah, was like became live action, didn't it? Yeah, and became live. Oh and suddenly, no, because and, he had
1: loads of cameras, didn't he, all over his compound? No, no, no. Oh. When it when
2: it went to the cameras in the ceiling, there was little yeah. battery things in the corner and stuff like that. And yeah. then it would go down to a camera that was a you know that was a camera camera and was really Handing nice, the shot, yeah, 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 and was. Very pretty. And there was music as well. Suddenly before that, when they had, when they were with the people, it was all found footage stuff with just the ambience of the desert and stuff like that. And then suddenly it was like they were doing aliens music. And at one point, one of the aliens gets hurt and makes an elephant noise, just like <laughs> aliens from aliens, which I don't know. Have you run out of ideas? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, the aliens also didn't look anything. Well, they look quite like Godzilla, but a lot smaller.
1: They're your standard movie alien these days, yeah. aren't they? I mean, the alien trope is now so fixed that GTA you know takes it off, doesn't it? and there are like alien costume people wandering around the movie studio in GTA. I mean you just have your standard xenomorph now which eats people. I was watching this quite late at night, It was about three o'clock in the morning. Did it make you frightened?
0: Uh, no, it didn't at all. I was quite woozy and like drifting off, and also I'd been a long day, so my head was a bit frazzled. And the quad bikes make that sound. And all I could hear was, you know the song, Oh Yeah by Yellow? Oh yeah. And so all I could hear it was like, oh my god, am I, am I hallucinating here? Anyway, but it was a very, lo- very long night that I watched it. But what I would say at this point is I got confused with the fact, again, we've got these aliens that somehow have vehicles that can fly through space, and yet these aliens can't scale a perimeter fence. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, not a great invasion force, really. Did they live on a flat world before they came here, or, or what? I mean, I'm, I'm, compl-
2: I'm completely with you. I mean, are they alien pilots, or were they really <laughs> hungry when they landed? And they were like, so why were they eating people? Because they could fly alien spaceships.
1: This is it, isn't it? I can't. I can't remember the name of the famous scientist who mentioned this, but the idea that an alien species. Might have the wherewithal to travel an interstellar distance, you know, in a starship at Come some proportion of the speed of light, and and could arrive here and will not have lunch sorted out already. <laughs> <laughs> it's crackers.
0: It is strange, isn't it? Actually, you put it like that. So.
2: I was just going to say, crazy dude starts showing back up now. Now that the alien's in the compound, nearly in the compound, doesn't he turn off the power at some point because he's crazy dude?
1: Yeah, he's got a gun though. He's got plenty of guns, which we need in this movie, obviously, because this guy's trying to do Call of Duty alien invasion. (laughs) But does he help them? I couldn't figure out his relationship to them. Do you know in Jaws, when the old
0: skipper gets the policeman on his boat... I think it's supposed to be yep. that kind of relation. Like, he's the old hand. Yeah, he's like, I know what I'm doing. You just better, you, you four better, you know, better knuckle down and, and, and do as I say. Because I'm out here a lot in the desert and I've, you know, I've faced scary things before, like large bears.
2: You say that, but riddle me this. Why is he immune to bullets?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
2: They shoot him a lot, don't they? Shit. If they do, they shoot him several times in the chest and then a couple times in the stomach with a shotgun after he picks up a man with one arm and holds him in the air like a scary Terminator type fella. By the power of
0: acid. You know, I mean,
2: I think <laughs> that's what we're saying. Here. Is he, is he a, uh, an alien? Is that- that's unclear. This is where I wrote, you've had enough um, ideas. You can stop now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but of course i mean this comic tale that they that the aliens arrived by i mean there was a huge thing at the time was it heaven's gate the sort of occult semi-christian kind of is
2: your phone going off again yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i felt like that they the filmmakers kept having new ideas and throwing them at the screen and that crazy guy in the desert got caught in be- in between all of them. Was he the Terminator? Was he uh, did he se- was he secretly in with the government? Was he an alien? I think if if you're Keith at R.M. and you've
1: made a load of video game cutscenes and now you've got a movie, you probably think I probably won't get another one. So <laughs> might as well shove every idea that I've got into here. <laughs> it's like
0: a chili con carne, isn't it? You know, it's like <laughs> it's strongly flavoured nobody's going to notice if I dice some celery and put it in there kind of thing. You know? I mean, would you? You wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't notice celery in a chili con carne.
2: Is it not supposed to have celery?
0: I know you're not, but who's going to notice? If you really dice it and just throw it in there.
2: Yeah, you've right. got celery, it's in the fridge, it's getting old. Exactly,
0: you know. I mean, what else I are you going to do with it? A good con carne you do for at least two hours, you know, and it's it's all going to be half dissolved by the time it, by the time it gets on the plate. It's quite safe to do that, isn't it? Except... When you throw this much into a movie. There's just an astonishing amount of different potential suggested storylines, story aren't there? Or potential outcomes that nothing about the action confirms or denies any of them. kind of thing. <laughs> so you just left at the end thinking, well, aliens, cover-up aliens. Is it actually the guy that killed them or not? We don't know. I mean, is it resolved in any
1: way? Listen, I'll tell you something about this film. It's an important safety information about quad bikes, isn't it? Because quad bikes were responsible for Rick... Rick Mail. Rick Mail. Rick Mail fell off his quad bike, didn't he? And gave himself brain damage. Mm. No way! Ozzy Osbourne, I think, same thing. Imagine how erudite Ozzy Osbourne would be (laughs) if he hadn't fallen off his quad bike Did Rick Mail give himself brain damage? Yeah. What kind of brain damage? I don't know, but he had a big scar and he didn't work for a while, did he? And he was... Mm. And I imagine it contributed to his untimely early death. I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor. Mm. But I like to think that it's all because he
2: fell off a quad bike. Because you hate quad bikes that much. You want to pin Rick Mayo on them. Just wear a helmet. In
1: fact, wear a helmet full stop if you're on a bike. When you're cycling, Paul, are you wearing a helmet? Yes. There you go.
2: <laughs> I didn't believe that answer. I don't want to be... <laughs> Well, I, I have pause. a
0: helmet in the garage but I don't often put it on when I go cycling but technically I there is a helmet available to me
1: basically the same thing yeah. that stands up yeah I mean if you were to fall off your bike and it hit the curb with your head the you fact that you've got a helmet it. in your garage yeah, would basically mean you'd get away with it scot free you've only got one brain pull I know, I know that seems amazing but <laughs> once it's smashed to smithereens that's it there's no going back you can't have a transplant we've discussed this
0: well, I've already had a deeply traumatic head injury.
1: Oh, so another one is—I'll set you right, won't it? Actually, a second one. If, if we've learnt anything from the cartoons.
0: <laughs> well, I mean,
1: uh...
0: <laughs> actually, you can't really see the scars these days. But yeah, it was. I mean, people say you can actually see inside my skull, inside like my skull and stuff like that.
2: What when you stand in front of bright lights? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or did no, they I mean, At the time of the, 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 the impactful trauma, they're like, you know, oh, your skin, your skin is so flappy, you can actually see your skull. Kind
1: of.
2: What happened, like, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? I fell off a bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without a helmet on. So. <laughs> so Lesson learned,
0: I guess. Yeah. Well, obviously not now, but I mean, like, uh, it was really painful afterwards, but not at the time. So and this is, you know, for people being worried about. Being run but over by bulldozers or by tanks or whatever. I don't think it's actually that painful once it starts happening, you know.
1: If you destroy you know. the pain centre of your brain, yeah, it's quite painless, isn't it? <laughs> From there on in.
0: <laughs> anyway, so Heaven's Gate was the cult at the time that were convinced mm-hmm. that there was a, a spaceship in the tail of this comet. What's the comet called? I can't remember. Hail Bop. Ha- yeah, Hail Bop. And it, it was there because... Jesus was one of these aliens, and this was an alien craft. And the true believers would be whooshed up to heaven, which was a higher, higher state of being. And in order to get onto the spaceship, they had to commit suicide just as it was passing.
1: Hmm. Suicide cult, yeah.
0: And they 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 did it, or you know, they they all, however many of them, forty or fifty of them, bought discounted Nike trainers and tracksuits.
1: Yeah, they had a nice outfit. Yeah,
0: they were nice outfits and drank. The, you know essentially the Kool-Aid and all went to sleep together kind of thing
2: chilling thereby contributing to our beautiful future by cleansing the gene pool <laughs> yeah. but what I would say is they, they had come into money about three or
0: four years before that because they started designing websites because it was the early 90s and if you're a bit tech savvy you can make a lot of money designing those really awful websites that sometimes still exist those fossil sites that you sometimes still come across mm. What identifies those early websites is a, is a particular use of lots and lots of very bright colours, isn't it? Like
1: and blinking text, blinking text, yeah, and a little thing and, that says "under construction." And Fonts,
0: you know, fonts in all these primary colours
2: and repeated kind of tiled backgrounds. Yes, really garish.
0: <laughs> so mm. they made a lot of money doing this, and that's why they could buy their, their outfits to commit suicide. In. But what's amazing is their their website still is as it was. You know, when they killed themselves, Heaven's K. Mm.
1: Who's paying the hosting uh, but, fees? I don't know.
0: Well, I think some of the survivors. But their logo, Heaven's Gate, is actually really good. The You've, really
1: you've good. mentioned this, and I'm not sure I agree with you. But you'd have to share it for us to, to judge. Speaking of websites, speaking of websites, this movie does carry on its whole found footage keyfabe thing. There is this webpage that they set up, which I'm going to show you. You might like it, Paul, really? for the reasons that you're describing. I'm going to put it in the, in the chat here purports to be the Maricopa Missing Persons, Arizona Missing Persons Database. This what? This page helpfully tells us the names of the guys were Ryan, Mitch, Glenn, and Jacob. Oh, wow. It's good, isn't it?
0: And they went on a quad bike.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. The men were last seen off-roading south of the Phoenix International Raceway. Okay,
0: and then just... die first in the desert, then?
1: Well, this, this, this is not a real website. <laughs> This oh is...
0: okay wow
1: <laughs> there you go you see it's very convincing isn't it they, there is an email address here there's also a toll free number which I'm very tempted to call <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what happens wow. if we Skype that number it's toll free it seems a lot of trouble to go to for this movie for Tell this yes. movie
2: yeah. oh god
1: <laughs> they put half as much effort into the film as they did into this website <laughs> wow well that's, that's really good effort though. I think I think I'm always tempted to mark mark them up
0: for On that. the basis
1: of their marketing. I think this fooled people, you know. I'm sure people were asking if this is a real case.
0: Okay, I've just sent you the logo for Heaven's Gate.
2: Uh, tell me that it doesn't look good. Okay, I will. I'll do exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <I> mean, it, <laughs> it's a lot like this movie actually, it's well crafted. It's got a lot but, going on, but ultimately naugh. <enough>. Ultimately awful. <laughs> All, all, because All was. the
0: ideas are in it at once. <laughs> yeah,
2: at once exactly.
0: Do you remember the band called Justice? And they used to do like yes, uh, yeah. yes. It's like it's like their videos. Is how I how, how I take this graphic, this shiny kind of uh, shiny sort of uh, rainbow graphic approach to 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 design. Anyway,
1: I see your point, but it's still yeah. it's a bit it's overmuch, isn't it? It's too much. It
2: is overmuch. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is well made it's pretty I mean and this movie by the way I I don't know whether you want to leave that to the traditional rating section at the end but I thought that the special effects in this were really quite good they were rather yes at some point when they when they first showed the lights I was like, oh, that must have been that must be real footage where there was real lights over a city. Because at that point, I think I had such a low opinion of the movie. I thought it must have cost 200 pounds. And I thought that there's no or $200. There's no way that they managed to have the tech to kind of put inside the grainy video footage, put these lights all over a city like that. Um, And then there was the dogfight in the sky. So I was sort of suckered in on that level. I was like. Because all of the special effects behind this gra- grainy footage, they can sort of get away with it. But it was well enough done that I, I yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I mean, we might as well do the scores. I'm just going to call this number, though. Let's See what. Happens. Okay, good. If you're gonna, if you're doing that as well, can I mention that the bit with the lights? We haven't talked about that because uh, I think that that's almost the central uh, premise of the entire that's, marketing that was a real campaign. Thing, wasn't it? Thank you for calling. Yes. The Arizona- Arizona Division of Criminal and Missing Persons Clearinghouse, the International Community Identification Network, in partnership with the Arizona Missing Database, has established a record of missing and unidentified persons. Utilizing forensic and coroner's information on unresolved cases, this resource is designed to give the public, law enforcement, medical examiners, and families the ability to become actively involved in unsolved cases. If you know your party's extension, please enter it now. For active cases, press extensions 1 through 4. If you have information regarding our long-term unresolved cases, please press zero to leave relevant information and case details. Some information, Thank you for calling the Arizona Missing Database for Maricopa County.
1: Sounds very official, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Maybe, maybe it is a real case. No,
2: surely not. <laughs> <laughs> but were there real lights over Phoenix? Yes. Now the Phoenix um, lights was a definite yes. incident that happened.
1: But, I mean, it's almost certainly like military exercises or something. I think oh. parachute
2: flares or something is the the explanation that seems to be the yeah. most plausible. Could I say something nice about the film? Sure. Uh, there was a bit around the the Phoenix Lights where they sort of misdirect you. And I sort of got a glimpse of the film that it could have been, like it could have been good if they hadn't told you it was aliens at the beginning, just for starters. You're convinced they're lights and they've kind of misdirected you that these lights are some sort of alien presence. And then they even have an expert saying um, lights, uh, you know, flares don't fly in formation. Hmm. And then it's slowly revealed over a couple of bits of footage that it definitely was flares that was part of the distraction of Snowbridge Snow snowbird <laughs> that thing that thing yes. that I don't care about right but like it did it kind of quite nicely it misdirected you quite nicely and I started to see if they'd have revealed the information in a different different order at least like if somebody re-edited it I think it could maybe be good I don't know. Uh, yeah I think you're right this is uh, a germ of a good movie here no question yeah I, th- I think operation
0: snowbird the idea of it the idea there's a like a, a double smoke screen going on here to to Keep the terrifying reality of aliens that can't scale perimeter fences
2: and are really hungry. Are really hungry. Or, haven't know, invented keep... air, air, airline
0: food <laughs> to keep that <laughs> to keep that reality away from us. I, you know, it does have potential, doesn't it? But as you say, it's just not clear that one at the end. It's not. I mean, it's not really clear if the crazy guy did or didn't kill them. No. Two, if the crazy guy is or isn't an alien. Mm. Three. If the alien story, as presented, as presented by this, by this reveal, by this final reveal of this movie, is true, i.e., that what was reported in the media within the within the film universe, i.e., those attacks were just a smokescreen for the real aliens that we're actually seeing here in the in the in the revelatory documentary footage that's provided to us. None of that. I mean, as a viewer, it's not clear. Either if the film was setting you up to be terribly confused at the end, to say, hmm, you know, a big a big gallic shrug about it, or like, well, you know, ultimately what is knowable in the universe? I don't think that's the aim of the movie. I think the aim of the movie was to say, look, it really is these real aliens, and it's all been a real, real cover-up. But I don't think the movie set us up in the right direction to come to that conclusion, did it? And that, that for me, the plot line is, is, is for me the biggest falling, the biggest stumbling block of the movie
1: as, as a whole. So, are we starting out with storyline, then? Yeah, a three from me, for reasons I've just stated. Jacob.
2: Storyline. Hmm, a plot-writing
1: story. Two. My heart says two. Wow. I'm going to be a bit more generous. I mean, I think it's a tired story to talk about aliens are going to come to eat us. Why would they not try and communicate with us first? That's weak. I do like the whole trying to tie it into a real incident and pretending it's found footage, that's all okay. But at the end, yeah,
2: I'm going to give it a four. Okay. If it, like, if we include the website and tying it into the, mm. the, the Phoenix Lights, and if we include all that, two and a half. <laughs> hey, he marks harsh, all. Even harsher than you. <laughs> wow.
1: What about the acting?
0: Gosh. Oh, well, perfunctory five. I've I, I little to say about the acting.
1: Dude bros be dude bros. Mad guy. Yeah. Looks like he's the kind of mad guy who they hire to do cutscenes on video games. <laughs> do
0: you remember Uncle Pete? Like thirty years back, he used to appear on was it Bob Bob Morse from Rick V's show? Uncle Pete? Oh yeah, yes,
2: yeah. Uncle Peter.
0: That's right, yeah. <laughs> Or on the Onion. I think it was like Uncle Joe. Do you remember the Onion on YouTube when when the YouTube was just starting out? They had like a like a hillbilly granddad swinging on swinging on on his porch and holding a shotgun kind of thing. I mean, it was standard standard sort of crazy hick territory, wasn't it, really? The depiction of the crazy guy here.
1: Before they went out on their little expedition, they tried to have a bit of emotional moment, didn't they, with the guys, the dude bros. One of them was sat outside, the guy with the Union Jack shirt on was smoking. There was some angst going on. Yeah. Mm, I'll give this a four for acting. Jacob, what did you think?
2: Four. I I think my heart says four. Because it was mostly fine hmm. and they didn't have a great deal to work with but yeah i don't know every so often crazy guy saying i wasn't the real monster it's like <laughs> it's or whatever it was it's like i don't know it's difficult sometimes to separate acting from writing for yeah. for yeah science then for science
1: we're talking about interstellar travel unless well, they came from Mars or venus we're talking about you know spaceships that are duking it out with F-16s in our atmosphere, and we're talking about aliens that are perfectly fine living in you know, Earth's atmosphere and gravity and eating people, apparently. Maybe they weren't eating them, actually. Who knows? It's not really very, very well explained, is it? Science has got to be at, like, a three or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, the science of this whole... The, the whole psychop smokescreen, why pull our wool over our eyes to say the same thing, i.e. alien invasion just, the whole, that was silly and it's bad science I think, uh, but I give it a vote up for the super bodge which is, prior to GoPro like, uh, he had this big old, hunky, chunky camcorder, just duct tape to bo- his helmet, yeah. he bodges it by duct tape, taping it to his helmet, I thought that was
1: brilliant,
0: you know so, that's, what they, that's yeah. what they
1: did, didn't it, all the extreme is sports is it really, guns. what I think that's score where the GoPro up. came from. Yeah.
2: Well, there, was, there wasn't a lot of science in it. No. <laughs> there were the triangular spaceships hidden in a comet. Six. I'm, I'm going to be kind of generous here because there was just not an awful lot to criticize. I mean, do you count the invulnerable Nutter? Was that science? <laughs> or was it. Like, there was just. That I'm just confused enough over, to give it, it a six. Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: That's the overall score then, finally, isn't it? No, we got to talk about the special effects. Oh, of course, the one bit that perhaps they did well. I think Jacob's right here. I think they did a good job. I mean, again, he probably did it all on with the latest bit of Call of Duty <laughs> mods or something. But it's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, that's acceptable these days. I'll give it a six for the special. i give it a six too. I'd,
2: I'd give it, just because I, it go suckered seven. me in. Uh, uh, you're, you're pulling me back now. I was going to give it an eight. Give I'll, it I, an eight. I, that's fair. Yeah. Well, just because, that. I, I mean... They they made it easy for themselves with the found footage thing, okay? Yeah. And sometimes the aliens do look a bit silly. But, like, when you're looking at it from the air, you remember mm. in the heat yeah. vision and yeah. stuff, it's yeah. like, it it's just, you, you, you can't just give points for, like, technique. There's also the choices you make about the movie that kind of makes it work. And yeah, true. Yeah, so I'll give it an eight. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Overall, though, I can't recommend this movie because no. it's a waste of time. You just won't remember yes. it
0: yeah there aren't many big laughs really being bad either are there? you know it's not entertaining in that sense either
1: no so I'm going to give it an overall of a four which I think is generous possibly
2: I will go with a I will go with a four four
1: wow yeah
0: I mean I scored it unbelievably a four also
1: syncopatico as the Italians say yeah a four (laughs) you're demonstrating by noisily (laughs) wafting your notebook (laughs) at the microphone (laughs) we <laughs> can fix it in post Richard <laughs> as Paul will
2: discover when he does the edit this week <laughs> <laughs> so wait I, 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 I want to play catch up here so is Paul you said it was your first edit is that right it's not his first edit no <sighs> if you look down the list of drive-by
1: cinema for all the ones that are barely 50 minutes long those are Paul's edits <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I like to cut so Richard likes to keep Kind of thing. So he's banned me from editing. I've not banned you. Sort of. I'm not banned. I well,
1: I just don't want to ask you to do it too much, Paul. You know, I think we share the work evenly. You take on the burden see, of marketing see, he's, and outreach. He's banning me
0: now by implying I'm mentally not. Up to the task of editing, you see. Well, you Treats did have a bang like on a the grandma. head between your like a great, great Anthony, the care home kind of thing. You know? Just you drink your cup of tea that I'm not laced with anything, Paul. You feeling woozy and sleepy? Off you go to bed now kind of You're thing. in charge of the
1: website. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jacob, because you're the special guest, you have the incredible honour of figuring out a movie for us to do next
2: week. Oh, wow. Fantastic. I know exactly the film. That we Whoa, should watch
0: next. 80 week. breath.
2: Uh, it's a film made by a friend of mine. A horror film called Benny Loves Killing. Whoa, by a friend of yours? A friend of mine. Yes, uh, I went to secondary school with him. His name is Ben Woodyus, and he's wow. and he made this film. I think in 2012. It's a horror film. I think that's a commentary on horror films. I saw it once back then uh, and haven't seen it since. So I want to see it again. And plus. I just thought it would be sort of cool. And you want to show off your, your stuff. Your If your friend makes a movie.
0: Yeah, you do. And yeah. what's great is because we watched Barbarian Sound, Sound Studio studio the other week, which is a uh, horror about horror. Hmm. And this seems to be Similar. a movie yeah. about movies kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, in the but... groove.
1: All right, then. So next week, when we'll be talking about Benny Loves Killing. And hopefully, well, Jacob will come back and we'll be on the podcast yeah. again. Here's the <laughs> end of the music in three, three two, one. one.